1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a massive night for Scotland. Stevie Clark's side have won their Nations League group, securing promotion, a better seeding and a Euro playoff spot. It was an injury hit team on the night but they dug deep to get the 0-0 draw with Ukraine and the manager is challenging his players to make sure this is just the beginning. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, you've got Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans. In Poland last night, the most experienced man, Craig Gordon, rose to the occasion. The least experienced man, Ryan Porteous, rose to the occasion. In overall terms, we peaked three times in quick succession. We scored five, we conceded one. We overcame illness, injury, suspension, and we discovered that we have a strength and depth that we weren't previously Conscious of Here we have a set of circumstances Simon Where there is no downside None at all Even I can't find one Steve Clark is the top banana oh, We'll find one between now and 8 <laughs> o'clock I'm absolutely certain of it Simon But if Hugh Keevans is feeling positive And optimistic Who are we to argue? No absolutely What a week we've had uh, You only have to look back to the summer The disappointment in Dublin I think one. I'm just thinking about it in the way in there. One of the big results was bouncing back. Armenia it gave us the chance. It was still in our own hands, but we knew what was lying ahead of us after playing Ukraine in the summer. A top top side. We 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 did a real number on them last week. Uh, we turned it round at the weekend when it wasn't going all our way at half time, and we dug in last night with you as you say a depleted team. You know, without Tierney, Robertson, McTominay, Patterson, guys that probably would have started, but the guys that came in were brilliant. And a really crucial point, we're now in Group A, we high-five England on the way down. You know, it's all positive. Absolutely. 0141-951-1025. What did you make of it then last night? Was it a nervy encounter for you? The game itself, the performance, the guys that came in, Ryan Porteous perhaps, some mentions... Uh, for him we saw guys uh, like Greg Taylor and Ryan Jack and other players that haven't featured too much for Scotland recently so what did you make of the team the performance the result last night and then of course that bigger picture three prizes for this promotion the chance to dine with the big dogs of European football in the next Nations League a better seeding the next time we get drawn into a qualification campaign and already in the bank can't be taken away from us we're in the playoffs for the Euros, no matter what happens in the qualification campaign. Uh, so as Hugh Keevan says, you'd be hard pushed not to be at least a bit happy with some of that. But what did you make of it? 01419511025. Please do give us a call because it's all well and good hearing from Hugh and Simon. Uh, but I know lots of you out there are keen to have your say. Maybe some people are eating humble pie. I don't know. Maybe people thought it wouldn't go to plan. Maybe people feared the worst seeing the team last night. Maybe you were pleasantly surprised. Or maybe you always had faith. 0141-951-1025. As always, you can tweet us as well, at Clyde SSB. It just goes without saying we prefer to have you on the phones. I mean, specifically on last night, Hugh. I don't think that one goes down as a classic. uh, But it was about getting the job done. Riding your luck is allowable in football. I'm sure that Simon played in dozens of games where that was the case for him. And for Stevie Clark to celebrate the anniversary of his 40th game as Scotland manager, 
he did it in style because as you say three prizes and one sure there were times when we missed chances they missed chances uh, it was a nervy watch but he got there in the end and that's all that matters yeah I, th- I, th- I think watching the game I mean we had a great chance right at the, the start of the game uh, with, with Jay Adams but I don't I don't really or I didn't feel we were under huge pressure I know Ukraine had a few chances I think it got nervy for myself you know the last 15-20 minutes when you're thinking it's one mistake away if from if you lose the disaster. goal now you've yeah. no time yeah, to get disaster. it back yeah. but full credit to the guys you know a real good defensive performance we kept the ball at times really well and I mean there's guys there to name Ryan Porteous obviously coming in there for his first cap mm. uh, huge pressure because you know out with Hibs He's not the most popular with opponents and opposition fans. You know, he he could have been under a real bit of pressure. Had he made a mistake last night, I thought he was excellent. I really did. Well, particularly so, Simon, because he comes in at a time when you've lost so many well-established players. He didn't come in with the comfort of looking about him and seeing Robertson and Tierney and all the rest. He came in and he was required to do a specific job on his own and he did it. And the, the entire back four had fewer than 40 caps Aye. between them yep. And you get into this massive game With all that riding on it yep. Away from home it just, Without the protection of Scott McTominay Without you know, certain other things With illness in the camp You add everything into it It was brave wasn't it? It certainly was And in, in in such an important game for us You know to get the point that gets us over the line with it You know you had Craig Gordon Behind them That gave us a little bit of experience there You just or assume he's going to turn up And perform well every game Don't you Saved a couple of great saves again Last night uh, Performing out his skin At almost 40 years of age But the back four I thought I thought young Hickey as well I think he's going to be We've been blessed with The likes of Tierney and Robertson Patterson's now coming into the fold We've now We look as if we've got another Really good I spoke to someone today, Simon, who said to me he, he won't be at Brentford long. No, because he, he's better than Brentford. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Hickey. Well, you look at you look at likes of Tierney going down to Arsenal, Robertson going to Hull and then Liverpool. I think this kid's got a move on him as well. Oh. I really do. Right, there's lots to get through because everyone really deserves a, a bit of praise. There's the game last night. There's those individual performances. Who impressed you? Maybe some people surprised you. Maybe some people won you over. Uh, give us all your thoughts on that And then that bigger picture How good is it to be in League A of the Nations League you Remember it wasn't so long ago We were in League C when this thing started Remember Israel and Albania and all those times Promoted to League B Promoted to League A now in with the big boys uh, Seeding, better seeding for the next qualification campaign And already guaranteed a playoff for the Euros How good is all that? 01419511025 Alan is in Hamilton to kick it all off tonight. Alan, uh, what stood out for you? I, I, I was just, my point tonight is, I'd like to, Ryan Portis was, was outstanding last night. Uh, it's the best I've probably seen him play. And I'm just wondering what the panel think. Would it benefit that boy to leave him? Because I, I think in the past he sort of gets tied up with the fans there as, as a sort of fan himself, if you like. I, I get that feeling. I'm just wondering what you think about that. Well, well first of all, let's, let's praise the performance first, yeah. you. Let, let's analyse that. What what did you How impressed were you? Extremely uh, I would have been One of those Prior to kick off Who would have had a Concern or two About Ryan Porteous Because He can have his moments Of a negative nature uh, He was coming into A game that was Absolutely crucial He did not have the comfort 
of more experienced players round about him. He had to think for himself, work for himself, and he passed every test. Um, I think if or when he leaves Hibs, it will be because of the quality of his performances for both Hibs and Scotland. You can't just say to Hibs, I think now's the time for me to go. I might learn more somewhere else. Uh, he has to be a better player for Hibs than he has been. He has his flaws, but he's learning the game, and that was the important thing that Steve Clark said about him. It shows he can mm. learn. I mean, Alan, to then, to, let's spin it the other way to, to cut him a bit of slack, right? You're saying, you know, maybe it's time he leaves Hibs because, you know, he gets caught up in all that stuff. Or does last night maybe show that everyone else lets their club allegiance, you know, cloud things? And, and actually, when you just focus on the guy playing for, for his country, you, you notice what a good footballer he is. I, I, maybe that's the case. I, I just feel sometimes he does get caught up with the, the, the fans a wee bit. And I was, but as you say, last night proved that the boy can actually play. That's, that's, that is my point. And I'm just wondering if it can help him mm-hmm. develop more to get a, away from that. It, it's an amazing set of circumstances, Alan, whereby you have Porteous receiving all the praise in the world from Stevie Clark, and deservedly so, a week after... The Aberdeen manager called him a cheat. <laughs> so that that's what Ryan Portis has to I th- live with. I, th- I think, I think the lad's character on the pitch at times doesn't help him a wee bit. We've seen him coming out, remember with the Stevie Gerrard stuff, and he, he he comes across quite chirpy. And I think that worked against him. But see, when you you strip it back and you watch him last night, I mean he's twenty three now, so we're calling him a kid, but he's twenty three. He should be putting in performances like that now. He's got into the Scotland setup. When he's focused, he's a good footballer. And I think a lot of people like to talk about the other stuff. I mean, you you look at likes of Scott Brown and his character on the pitch. He's totally different off the pitch. I don't I don't know the lad uh, Porteous off the pitch, but I think sometimes that goes against him a wee bit with whether it's an opposition player whether it's an opposition manager yeah. or supporters. I think this will accelerate his maturity. You know, we all know, anyone who can read a newspaper can tell you about Ryan Porteous and what has happened on and off the park. Doesn't need me to repeat it. But now he's a Scotland international. Now he can say, I made it into the team Mm -hmm. and I helped us. And I I think that will help him. I get all that. I suppose the point I was trying to make last night, Simon, does that, should that be a, should it be a bit of a lesson to everyone who is so... Desperate to to criticise some of the antics or or whatever that yeah. maybe maybe they've been the ones who've lost focus on on how good a player is because he's not he's not just going to have suddenly turned up and done that last night that's not just come out of nowhere he was no. called up to the squad because Steve Clark saw something he yeah. put faith in him and then it it was born out on the pitch last night yes and, that, and even even when he's brought into the squad initially they, they bring in Gallagher who's played before so you could have seen that. You know the thinking behind that, but as you say, Steve Clark has gotten there on merit. Whatever he's doing away with the camp is on merit, and he's put him in, in a big game last night. And I guarantee, mm. if he'd made a mistake or that tackle with the penalty, people would have been on him today because he'd have been a, a scapegoat. So full credit to the lad coming in there. As I say, twenty three. What jumped out at you from his performance? What impressed you the most? He's, he's reading of the game. He was stepping in there early on. They they, they caught. Ukraine out, him and Henry with some offside as well. They looked well organised. I read his comments today, he's quite 
vocal He says Henry's the same So they were obviously Talking each other Through the game at stages I just thought it was a really Disciplined performance For Scotland Yeah We weren't going to get Overly excited about anything Going the other way out With one or two Chances early on But We got the job done and as I say, there'd have been hu- well, there was huge pressure on him, and he handled it really well. How impressive is that? You, know, you talk about the organisation, the offsides. It was his first cap. Jack Henry's only got twenty. We mentioned that the back four all together fewer than forty, well, and they've never played together. Yeah, this was patched up in the the lead up to last night. You know, teams. I suppose you get this impression that they they work on these things over and over and over again. Yeah. A, a lot of work must have gone into that. Jack Henry's another one. He played the three games. He said. I think he's had a really good three games. He's popped up with a goal. Uh, I think moving to Italy, you know, he's, he's had experience was it Belgium he was playing in before. Yeah. I think this is adding to his game. I think mm. Hickey's spell in Italy is added yeah. to his game. These guys, it looks a really bright future for us. I mean, Alan, there's Scott McKenna to come back. There is um, Grant Hanley to come back and Liam Cooper and John Souter and various others. Do you feel like Ryan Portis though has, has made a claim last night and can kick on from here as a Scotland player? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm a Rangers fan myself. I mean, I, I, when it comes to the club stuff, some of the things he's done against my team, I'm thinking really. But last night, he, he, he surprised me actually, and I'm happy for the boy. To be honest with you, I'm really happy for him because uh, as you're saying there, the guys were saying the back line for him not to have played in his first cap and the way they were coming out playing offside, all that. I mean, it was just it was brilliant, good to watch. Good man, Alan. Thank you very much. That was Alan in Hamilton kicking things off. 01419511025. See, he told you these international breaks do strange things to you. We've got Rangers fans praising Ryan Portis, oh. admitting that they feel dirty in the process, no less. <laughs> uh, but it's good to have a bit of positivity. Let's see what David uh, in Barhead has to offer us. David, how's it going? Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. And, um, I think we're now, we're now not the laughing stock that we were. I think. In the summer, we were all slating Steve, uh, Steve Clark. Was he the man for the job? Get rid of him. Get somebody else in. Scotland should be proud of what they've done. Scotland are now, I think, officially high-ranked in England. I mean, who would have thought that a year ago, a year ago, two years ago, that we would we would be holding our own and going up to the top tier of, of an event like this? And the, the squad, the backroom staff, the manager... They should be proud. There were two brilliant results which were led up to the, the last game. I mean, Scottish fans should be should be cheering everywhere, whether it's Ryan Portis or every player who's played. Uh, David, the line's a bit ropey, but we certainly got the gist yeah. of it, Hugh. It was an all-round sort of praise of, of what's going yeah. on and it's a good place to be in isn't it but David has to understand that football follows very simple patterns of behaviour Steve Clark qualifies for the European finals and then it's not very good one goal one point bye bye and Steve Clark gets it in the neck as managers do Steve Clark has the opportunity to get us to the World Cup finals in Qatar and we lose to Ukraine at Hamden. Steve Clark gets it in the neck, as managers do. Tonight, Steve Clark gets all the praise going because we had mm. three games in quick succession. He has overridden every challenge, the the illness uh, that was there, the, the, the loss of McTominay to suspension, the injury problems. He has overcome everything. And now 
gets three prizes in one for his efforts. So therefore, the simple patterns of behaviour go 360 degrees and now Steve Clark's a great guy. Although to be fair, you can still question how appropriate the, the level of criticism was in those moments. You know, yeah. there's a, we, we can be quite negative about the national team. We can be quite negative about Steve Clark in general. Um, but it, you know, the, the facts are now really stacking up here. That if, if you are of a mind to try and argue against it, you'd be finding it pretty tough now. That's forty games yeah. that he's managed. He's now got us to. Three playoffs for major tournaments Three consecutive playoffs for major tournaments Now you, this is fine for guys of your generation and others You have to view this through the lens of where we've been We're talking no tournaments yeah. No playoffs Not even really close to playoffs Three playoffs in a row One of which we won yep. And got to a finals One of which we lost on the night to Ukraine And we find out which happens with the third In between times People can be sceptical Or that's not the right word People can be as... um. Indifferent as they like towards the Nations League, you know, when it was Group C, it was almost like, ah, so so what's happened there? We, we beat Israel and Albania, and all of a sudden we're in the playoffs. So it's the back door, very good. We, we then went into another big campaign in a group with Denmark, Austria, Israel. Got twenty three points, finished second mm-hmm. in it. We've now been promoted into League A as we pass by England on the the way past, as David mentioned. So, um, I'm not really sure. What any case against the job Stevie Clark's done looks like It must be in tatters now Steve Clark has the intelligence to understand that How he is regarded by the supporters He said it himself prior to the game in Poland uh, He said I'll just look grumpy and get on with my job And that's the way he is You know Stevie Clark is what he is Football man He, he doesn't come across as a song and dance man He's there to do a job of work and as I say, one of the, the, the biggest accomplishments, apart from the statistical facts that you've pointed out, Gordon, about playoff places and where we've been, we now have a strength and depth that was not there when Stevie Clark took the job on. Yeah, I mean, Simon, if you even take the, the snapshot of, of the last week, or whatever it's been, is it? Yeah, I mean, just over a week, we've seen. What this team's capable of in terms of brilliant performances and, and talent and exciting football, and then we've seen the the you know what's and the size of them uh, yeah. that they've got last night, and perhaps coming from one down at the weekend. So in, in this one international break, we've seen a few different sides to that team. Yeah, three different games all together, uh, three different performances. I thought last Wednesday night, when I get back from here, watching the second half was the best I've seen us play. You know, as in Steve Clark's reign, superb football. At the weekend, we go down one 0 Another huge game. We managed to turn it round, whatever way we find a way to win the game. And then last night, as I say, it wasn't a barrage of pressure for Ukraine, but at times we kept the ball. At times, at times we defended properly. At times we relied on our goalkeeper, oh. as as we sometimes have to do. But the performances. I mean, you go back to the summer in the, the Republic Island game where the guys probably thought that they'd let themselves down. You know, it was an end of season, maybe on the disappointment of the Ukraine game. But I always thought we'd be in a better state for these three games, going into a new season. Everybody, you know, a fitness and a, a freshness. And that's proved to be the case because guys have come in there and you're talking about handling the situation. Hickey looks so composed to me at 20 years of age. He looks yeah. so composed. When- when we lost to Ukraine at Hamden and cost ourselves a World Cup final, 
we didn't have the emotional and game intelligence that we showed last night. Yeah. Emotional intelligence mm. to we, get through that. Ch- we covered that game and we spoke about being out. I think he changed it during the game, didn't he? Put McTominay into yeah. it. But he, he said himself that he yeah, watched went that away and he changed it. Searched in the he, summer. Yeah. He changed it. Uh, David, did you feel the worst at any point last night? I mean, when you saw the team, did you maybe think it was a stretch too far or did you always have faith? Yeah, I think we, if I'm honest, I thought we've done well to get to where we are. If we don't, we can still hold our heads up high. But you always have the wee inkling that the, the Scottish Lion, the Scottish Pride, they were showing it. They were showing it in the last two games where where they've pulled it out of the hat and got good results. And I just thought there's always that wee glimmer of hope that yeah, they can do it. And they went out and the, all the players in the squad have have done their share to get us to where we are. Even the ones that maybe never got in the part for the games, they've all been there to to play their part to get Stevie Clark and his, his team to where we are now I like that Even the ones that didn't play Did you notice Robbie McCrory Got his first Scotland booking Before he even got <laughs> his first Scotland cap Love that <laughs> That takes some doing That's the sort of commitment you need Thank you David and Barhead 01419511025 What's on your mind tonight folks Let's hear it You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Hugh Evans Are here Pouring over Scotland's Success uh, A nil-nil win As they call it Last <laughs> night Hugh Keevans It yeah. was of course successful uh, In the prizes That followed So talk the performance Talk about some players That stood out for you The bigger picture The seeding The playoff spot Whatever it may be uh, And anything else You've got on your mind Now is the time To share it I should say uh, If you were impressed With the Look of the Scotland team Last night And I'm talking about That new away strip We were giving away One of the tops last night for everyone who called in They went into the hat uh, And I forgot to mention it At the end of last night's show So let it be said Alistair In Pollock Well done to you sir You are the proud owner Of that new Scotland away strip So thank you uh, For taking part Over the last couple Of nights Let's bring in Connor Who's also from Pollock You can call in From other parts of the country By the way uh, But let's see what Connor has for us Connor Hi guys How you doing? Not bad How are you? Uh, not too bad Good uh, I Just a uh... I think Hugh touched on it earlier about the kind of depth and stuff that we've got in the squad now. I think after that run of games just there, I think you've got to say we've got a case of we need to stay with our back four rather than going back to the back three. I think the depth that we've got now gives us plenty of cover in defence and I think that the back four suits us a lot better and I think the fact that we played last night in the back four with the amount of people missing and the defence still looked so organised. I think the back four is a way to go from now on. Is it here to stay, Simon? Well, I agree with Connor, 100%. I really do. I think last week we were discussing it. You know, we were speculating what the shape was going to be for the Ukraine game. Uh, it was a back four. They were terrific. And, you know, it's it's looked... Out with conceding the goal against Ireland, it's looked really strong for us. I think that's the way forward mm. for us. It gives us another body in the middle of the park to go hopefully and try and create things for us but I think it looked really solid Yeah I mean Hugh how important is that and how much praise then does Steve Clark deserve because I guess you're always having to adapt and develop whether it's because players become available or players are injured or players are in good form and, and you're trying to find all those solutions we all know the reasons why that you know we we played 
three at the back for a while because we got two world class left sided defenders and we tried to fit them in and it worked to a point. It got it got us to Euros and we got a great performance at Wembley and, and so on and so forth. But that quote last night I thought was quite interesting. He said, in terms of moving on from the summer, sat down with the whole staff said we needed a different environment, demand more of the players, I then sat down with the players, gave them a lot of information to change the system and play a different way. Uh, the players were desperate to do well for their country and had a great week. So very, very deliberate, a, a process for Steve Clark that he's managed to implement. I think over the course of the three games, he has shown himself uh, to be a man who can adapt to any situation. As I say, he, he had to compensate for the loss of McTominay last night because of suspension. We had the the illness that was there. We had the injury problems that denied him so many players. We ha- clearly have a very competent international level manager who has previously had his disappointments. Tell me one who hasn't. Uh, so he has now got the strength and depth which allows him to have the back four even though there may be the usual problems with injury, illness or suspension because there are now plenty of alternatives available mm-hmm. to him and last night proved that there were. Uh, who impressed you last night, Connor? I think Hickey's had a good spell. Uh, I think it's, I think him and Parson give you two different, kind of slightly different options at right back. Uh, I think Henry's been brilliant as well. Uh, to be fair I think the, the majority of the best players were in defence even Porteous you would say Porteous had a brilliant debut uh, aye the, the defence absolutely smashed it for me and then Jack again is just he's just come back from an injury so you can't really expect much from, from him coming in but the majority of the players that came in last night I think were brilliant mm-hmm. uh, I can't believe Simon maybe all of a sudden I'm not sure it'll ever reach peak Tierney or Robertson levels of debate but if we got one brewing on the other side between Hickey and Patterson absolutely I mean the news, news today sorry that Nathan Patterson is up to five weeks out with an ankle yeah, injury which that. isn't great but yeah. I think that's a whole lot better than maybe some people feared yeah. so we'll be back by the time we play again <clears throat> it's a good listen it's a good problem who's for getting Stevie, the nod out of those two it's a good problem for Stevie Clark to have and I think he'll have it on the other side as well if, if, he, if he keeps going with the, the back four as well it'll be interesting to see what he does but you know, from a coach's point of view, to watch these guys come in and fill in so well, you know, will give him huge confidence moving forward. They'll have trust in these guys now. And they are different, aren't they, Patterson Hickey and Hickey? Yeah, Patterson, I think, has got a lot more attacking threat to him. I really liked him when he came in. Uh, again, you know, he showed a lot of bravery, no fear. He's, he's scored for his country as well going forward. The other lad looks as if he's defensively better, Hickey. And also looks as if he's very composed. Comfortable, they, they, they isn't don't he? Look as if they're phased. These guys. Has he done is, the, um, the, the physical? Pa- I, I actually said this before. Could you play Patterson one further See, forward? Is, because hold on, go back when he was at Rangers. Go back eighteen months. This is what everyone was saying about the left-hand side. Yeah. Um, but when he was look, at Rangers, when he couldn't get in because Tavernier, of the captain, everyone said it. Yeah. And I liked the look of him. I thought, could he play one Hickey, further forward? Hickey looks like he's physically. Developed you I mean oh. As you would And I'm sure he's put A lot of hard work in though As well um, the, the older he's got But Looked like he's You know More than capable You look at who he was up against Mudrick's an absolute machine yep. yeah. As Celtic fans found out As we saw in flashes at Hamden To, to keep him quiet Ish Twice In the space of a week Is quite something And there's others Coming down the pipe You know Josh Doig uh, Part of the squad Billy Gilmer Didn't get any Game time 
Uh, and you know he's now going to learn at the biggest club in England. Suppose the hope would be Calvin Ramsey now joins in the, why, why the right not? back yeah. scenario. Why he's not? Is it Liverpool? Uh, you know you don't get signed by Liverpool if you're anything less than yeah. efficient. Uh, Connor, sorry to sort of ruin it because it's a nice position to be in. But if you're going to stick with this back four, who sits on the bench out of Robertson and Tierney, or you got some sort of solution? Yeah. I think it just comes down to who Stevie Clark thinks is going to play better either on the night or who's in form. I think there's no point trying to shoehorn them both in to the, to the 11. So, again, they both, if you're honest, they both offer almost the same going forward. They're, they are quite attacking-minded, I would say. Uh, so I think it just comes down to who's playing better at the time, who's maybe had a run of form on the lead-up to the international break. Uh, but... I don't think there's any point trying to shoehorn them in. He's, he's tried it in the past, obviously, with the back three, but I think sticking with the four, you stick with two out-and-out centre-halves and you play whoever's been playing better out of the two. Look, I'm, I'm all for that sort of dramatic debate where I make you pick one and then everyone can argue about it. But at the same time, maybe we should learn a lesson from the last couple of international breaks to realise that having them both fit and available every game is maybe not actually that likely, Hugh. And then, yeah. even if they are at the start of a camp, three international games in a week quite often means that whoever starts the campaign, uh, whoever starts the break, ain't going to end the break. So, and having you neither, can pick one if you want, but um, but maybe we're, we're overdoing it with that. We've also shown that having neither of them need not necessarily be fatal, because yeah. we had neither Robertson nor Tierney, and we did okay last night. Uh, I mean. I know there were people who will say, oh, he needed Craig Gordon. That's what goalkeepers are for. Yeah. You know, that's, he's praised week in, week out for what he does for Hearts in that regard. And that's Rangers' problem on Saturday at Tynecastle. Uh, so, you know, as I say, I don't think there's a downside. The strength in depth is there. It's, can we go to the next level? Because that's what Stevie Clark is looking for. We'll progress to this stage. We need to keep on progressing. Um, yeah, so Connor, you're you're not particularly fussed. You don't have a, a favourite out of those two, so to speak. Nah, I wouldn't say so. Uh, I think it just purely comes down to who's playing better. Robertson's had played some good uh, games in a Scotland shirt. He's also played some had some poor performances in the same. On the other hand, for Tierney, so I think it just comes down to who's who's been playing better at the time. It's funny, Simon, because I, I don't know if it is recency bias or whatever. Like the four does look good and it looks better but we may be forgetting those times that when say it was against so-called weaker opposition and it's a game that you really want to go and stamp your authority on having Robertson and then having Tierney bombing on from a sort of centre-back position yeah. that, that actually it, it did work for us at times yeah, it did it's work. easy to now look at the last week and say oh well that's so much better everything that's gone before was a disaster and we must never see it again I'm sure Steve Clark probably won't be quite as closed off to it as that no, because he, he said as much. He said, you know, obviously when he was questioned about the back four after the Ukraine game, he, he said that he wanted his squad or his team to be able to change system and play one or two different systems. They've shown that they can do that. I think the positive results in the last week, it's probably natural for folk to say moving forward, yeah, let's stick with the four. But as we've rhymed off, you know, three, four, five players in those areas, Tierney, mm. Tierney in one was a success for Scotland in certain games. So I wouldn't write it off. Mm -hmm. 
And, and does it have to coincide with some other issues as well? So, you know, at the time when that was at its peak, you then, you know, Billy Gilmore was in this sort of irresistible run for Scotland, so he played, and then you thought, right, well, we need to find a place for Scott McTominay because he's obviously a good player, so he goes into the back three. But as things stand at the moment, Billy Gilmore's not playing much football, Scott McTominay's doing very well in midfield. So maybe, is there a bit more to it than just the, the Tierney-Robertson thing? There is, but does that not augur well for us moving Absolutely. forward, you know, with the flexibility and the strength and depth that Hughes touched on? Because Billy Gilmore, for me, will still be a big Scotland player. Oh, he just needs games, mm. the, the, the kid. I, uh, I think the Scotland players, Simon, will now see Stevie Clark in a different light. Because, you know, he's had his down moments. We did not do well in the Euros. We did not get to the World Cup. But this guy's 40 games in now as Scotland manager. I don't think there'll be a Tierney-Robertson debate for him. He has the strength of character, strength of reputation now, to look at the two of them, put on the old undertaker's face and tell one of them they're not playing. Won't bother them. Yep, Connor, thank you very much. It's certainly an interesting one going forward. 01419511025. Uh, give us a call Send us a tweet Get in touch Let us know what you made uh, Of last night's performance uh, We're here until 8 o'clock As always So get your calls in Right now It's a good time to do so uh, Let me run this past you uh, First though Because there's uh, Interesting stuff up for grabs here Clyde One's Cash for Kids Supervan With 101 Convenience Stores Right, hopefully you've heard of this by now because it really is a fantastic prize up for grabs. It's Clyde One's Cash for Kids Super Van. And basically, it's a big van. I've seen it parked outside at times and you could win everything that is inside that van. Now, we've been asking local businesses to donate items for the van to help the families on our doorstep who need it the most. The stats are, quite frankly, appalling. One in four children in the country go to bed hungry. And in some areas right here where we are in Glasgow... That rises to one in two, which is astonishing. But you've got the chance to help these kids as well as bagging yourself some amazing prizes. See, if you add up all these prizes, they're worth over £35,000. So there's over 90 items in there. Uh, and if you're hungry, like I am right now, it's dinner time, £100, fish and chip voucher, McMonagall's across the road in Clyde Bank. There's a year's supply of ice cream, Hugh. I know you're a big ice cream oh, man. Yes. Equis have put that up. £200 IKEA vouchers. I need new... Wardrobes. I'm just trying to put off the process of actually going and looking for them. <laughs> uh, so there's something there for everyone. There's so much more in there as well. You can find the full list of prizes at Clyde1.com. And if you want to win the lot, over £35,000 worth of prizes, all you need to do is text VAN to 84901. That's V-A-N to 84901. The text costs £5 plus your standard network rate message. Uh, and 100% of the cash goes to Cash for Kids. It's over 18s only. Please always ask the bill payers' permission. The full terms and conditions are on the website, and the lines close on Friday, so you do have to be quick. That's Clyde One's Cash for Kids Super Van in partnership with 101 Convenience Stores. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's lead leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 But see to be quite honest We're 45 minutes into the show And I feel like I just can't concentrate Until uh-huh. I find out the real news yeah, The big news That yes. everybody's been waiting on I've been yes. getting tweets, phone calls, emails Handwritten messages of concern Has your suitcase arrived? The big van that you were talking about earlier on Another big van <laughs> Appeared outside the door yesterday Yesterday? Yesterday So how long was that? 
uh, 11 days after we came back <laughs> My bottom lip has been trembling for 11 days A sarcastic wife has been patting me on the head and saying Oh, Jane Let's be honest, we're a little bit disappointed you couldn't stick the insurance claim in Bro. Or had you done that already? You see, Chizzy, Chizzy's the man Chizzy Who? is the courier of the year <laughs> Chizzy Chizzy brought the case And we had a very quick conversation about who won the league in Antiposter Cogley uh, As you do And Chizzy is the top man I can now Simon look Clean shirt Look There oh, Mate was everything intact That's straight out the case though isn't it Look at oh, that yeah. you can tell It's, it's been rolled up There All there All there the, the, the sandals were there You know What about that wee sun hat You were rocking in the picture Yeah that that's, there. that's That's there, there as well Reversible Nobody's going to steal that are they Reversible <laughs> It's reversible yeah, is it Yeah yeah Ah he's practical if nothing else Well we're glad The nation yeah, Breathes a collective sigh of relief That Hugh Keevans has got his Case Thanks back. to Chizzy Thanks to Chizzy The man 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Share your wardrobe concerns Or your football thoughts Just like Brian Is about to do on the line uh, What do you make of this stuff Over the last week or so Brian? I just think it's fantastic Honestly I mean As a young man uh, Scotland done Particularly well I was 55 uh, This year And I remember Telling my, my laddie Who's now 20 Um we, we not that you expected to win the tournament, but we certainly would be playing proper good football, you know. And then we went through that period where we were switching managers and switching managers. But the manager, uh, Stevie Clark's got to take massive plaudits because on Wednesday last, we, we took Ukraine apart, and that was a good Ukraine team. Uh, our team. Our team's playing like a club side. We were brilliant against them. Then it was a wee bit more like when I was a kid on the Saturday against uh, um, um, uh, Republic of Ireland. Um, we went behind, but the character we showed, um, working hard and playing again like a club side to give ourselves a good chance. Then the, the inevitable injuries and well, not so much suspension, but guys that didn't make the, the as you say, big big team players who were first. Picks didn't make it, and the guys who came in were actually probably more prevalent on the on the night to give us that point, and it's that point that gets us. Uh, the, the the first two games were excellent, but it's that point that gives us all those pass marks and all that gives us the up in the group A. And, and I know people get really confused about this whole thing, but it really is a good pathway for us to get to a tournament. That is the kind of thing that Stevie Clark has brought. He's brought that club side, a good attitude, but it proves that he can do more than one type of football to get the job done. And that's what I'm I've got. I've just got to you know, give the guy 10 out of 10 because I watched that against Ukraine, brilliant. And then I watched that again against uh, Republic for character. Then to go away to Ukraine, and as I say, we're a good side, and you know different circumstances in the in the summer. I just thought, there you go. That's, there's a difference between a great manager and a quite a decent manager. Let, you know, what I mean, he's like. Let's be quite honest, Brian. In June, people had their finger twitching over the panic button because the the loss to Ukraine was a bitter blow there. Mm. Was but, the but, end of the but, World Cup dream. Some of that can be their problem though you, know, you keep offering that as if that's Perfectly valid just because it's what we do Of course a manager would deserve criticism For failing in a World Cup playoff But does it not need to be measured When he's the only guy that's getting us to World no, Cup playoffs I, I, I'm only mentioning it 
in this context that in June it was about jackets and sugarly pegs. He came back and he's very fond of the word reset, Stevie Clark. He reset the whole group, his own coaching staff, every player. And so in the space of a few days with three games to be played, he did hit the reset button mm. and everyone responded. Yeah. No, I get that, but we fall into this trap always here in Scottish football and maybe in life in general, right? That's probably for a more highbrow show than this one of thinking everything's black and white. There are degrees of failure. And if you fail to get out of your groups in the Euros, you deserve a level of criticism. And if you fail to win a World Cup playoff match, you deserve a level of criticism. But that's not the same failure as not even getting there in the first place. And when you mentioned Sugarly Pegg, uh-huh. was he actually on a Sugarly Pegg in the mind of anyone that mattered? Well, after the defeat in Dublin, uh, who who are the people that matters? Are you talking about his employers who are the SFA? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mo- mo- pretty much. I, I don't... Let, let's be honest. Twitter is... You're always going to find that level of criticism. You know, is that what you mean? No, there, there were I, Scottish I, people who who didn't like the defeat to Ireland. Did that really mean he was in a sugarly peg? I mean, it's a group that he then recovered to go on and win. Well, when fans turned on you, whether it's club football or international football, when they turned on Gordon Strachan, that was the beginning of the end. Um, but football is like that, and as you said yourself, Gordon, the world is like that now. Jack Ross got seven games at Dundee United, bend. Uh, you know the the, the the Watford manager down south mm-hmm. ten games binned. Uh, that's the way the world is now. But what impressed me most was that, and I agree. I don't think there was any thought in Ian Maxwell's mind at the SFA that Stevie Clark's time was just about up. But he came, Stevie Clark, and he got them together and has produced over three matches. The kind of consistency and resilience that makes you think this guy really does know what he's doing. It's more than the three matches, though, Simon. You t- if you take that body of work, I mentioned it earlier, you don't have to like Steve Clark, it's absolutely fine. You no. Each to their own, that's why we're here, it's what makes shows like this go round. But it's now getting pretty undeniable that the successes majorly outweigh the failures. Yeah. And if you if you argue with that, there's probably a bit of Steve anti-Steve Clark bias in there because the, the list is so big in his favour. Yeah, absolutely. And and Brian touches on it there with his age and what he remembers. And listen, I'm a wee bit younger than Brian, but I remember Scotland. We were twenty odd years without any finals at all to that Euros there. But then we get there, and everybody's a fan. We're all all supporters of Scotland. We get a wee bit greedy and we want more. To get there was a fantastic. Feet in itself As you quite rightly said We got to another Playoff For the World Cup We fell short But we've bounced back from it I touched on the game After the Ireland game When you're going away to Armenia The disappointment Of a 3-0 game The way we performed In that game It would have been easy For the team just to You know Slip up again And take it out of our hands We went there And we got the win You go away As Hugh touches the words Reset And we came back And did the job And you know Full credit To him there's good players coming through, but he's utilising that squad really well. And he's quite rightly said, yeah, we've got another playoff in our hands, but why not go and qualify from the normal route? We look as if we're confident, we look as if we're progressing, we look as if we're getting better. So why not just go and mm. qualify through the normal route? And you'd have a bit of faith in that now, Brian, wouldn't you? If you look at the previous group, it wasn't 
wasn't the easiest with Denmark and Austria and Israel in there We finished second, got a really good points tally Look, it will be tough again But this gives you a better seeding, of course So you'd have a bit of faith of doing it the traditional way I would say we, we, we step up to the mark You know, we're, we're moving we're moving up into Group A That, that in itself, I feel, is a um, quite a poignant thing we've, we've actually improved greatly since last since the last game against Ukraine in the summer, we've improved because the 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 players that were seen as maybe you know I don't mean inferior but you know like not first picks are starting to push on. They're starting to push on. They're starting to believe in what Clark is trying to get Scotland to do, and that in itself will bear fruit that we will have a better chance against teams that are um, considered you know like. Top sides, so I, I feel yes, we're definitely moving in the right direction, and that knee-jerk reaction that Hugh was talking about, um, you know, but it needs to be, there needs to be an implementation of a bit of common sense. Is this guy doing the right things? Yes, he, he did, he did fail at something, but as you said rightly, failing in the right way, I know it's still failure, but the 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 fruits of that will be that. As we get on, and the younger players who believe in his, his systems, and the younger players uh, um, become more um, experienced players, you'll then see that again that that movement forward where we're better, and not just sack a manager and then sack a manager and sack a manager because he didn't make it. We've had all those years of trying this and trying this and trying that. Stevie Clark has proved that he deserves all the chances. And he should get them. Good man, Brian. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much because we're late for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I can see people already phoning in saying, Where's Beat the Pundit? Well, here it is 0141 951 1025. You pick up that phone, hopefully for you, you come out the hat and you could be taking on Hugh Keevans or Simon Donnelly just after the news. You do, however, need to make sure you call before 7 o'clock. So beat the pundits next. Let's hear from you. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Play one super scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are here at 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch, let us know what you made of the performance against Ukraine last night, the bigger picture, the promotion, the playoffs, the progress, all the rest of it. Uh, if you have anything else out there that's on your mind, please uh, feel free. Although we are at that stage, aren't we, where it's just just sitting there, just patiently waiting to get back to the domestic stuff, Hugh. There's just not a lot happening. Everybody's just waiting to see who comes back fit and who doesn't. Well, what a weekend we've got in prospect, you know, starting with the lunchtime kickoff at Tynecastle. I'm sure Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would rather go somewhere else, uh, but he's going to have to get warmed up for Liverpool by playing Robbie Nielsen's team in Celtic after the shock of losing to St Mirren at home to Motherwell, but injuries mounting up for Ange Postecoglou. Okay, let's play this first, it's that time of the night. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on down Stuart in Linwood, how's it going? Yeah, not bad ourselves Yeah, not bad, have you ever played before? No But you're feeling on a high because in the last league action your St Mirren team did the business and you think that everything's going to end up in victory from here on in, is that the mindset? No, 100% Something like that Disappointed Declan Gallagher didn't get the nod last night? No, 
<laughs> Fair enough Keep him fit for the league stuff Nah, keep him for the That's the priority, right Okay, heads it is Hugh Keevans Tails, it will be Simon Donnelly And it is Tails, it's Simon Up against Stuart Giving you the, the night off You played twice last week, didn't you? I'd won twice We had your infamous 1-0 victory <laughs> My challenge to you, Stuart and Simon Do not make it a 1-0 That's all I ask, alright? You up for that? Uh, let's give Simon some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can't hear what's going on We'll put 30 seconds on the clock, Stuart uh, And it's pretty straightforward Just answer as many as you can And if you don't know, feel free to pass And move on to the next one, okay? No, no. Right, top man, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now Who were the last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park in the league? St Mirren Former Rangers players Averladze and Kishnashvili Are both from which country? Holland. Motherwell, Ross County, St Johnson, Dundee United all have kits made by which manufacturer? Hamill. Uh, which SPFL team does Stephen McGinn currently play for? Kilmarnock. Which country does Ryan Gold's club play their home games in? Uh, America. Who became Aberdeen's record transfer sale earlier this year? Um. Okay, they were tough. They are tough tonight, Simon Donnelly. They're tough. Okay, do you ready? <coughs> yes. Same set of questions. Yes. Time starts now. Who were the last side to beat Celtic at Celtic Park in the league? Oh, Livingston. Former Rangers players Averladze and Kishnashvili are both from which country? Georgia. Motherwell, Ross County, St Johnson, Dundee United all have kits made by which manufacturer? Juma. Which SPFL team does Stephen McGinn currently play for? St Johnson What country does Ryan Gold's club play their home games in? Which what? Which country does Ryan Gold's club play their home games in? Canada Okay uh, Stuart, how do you think it went? Not horrible Horrible? As good as that? Aye <laughs> I thought they were quite tough tonight, I'll be honest with you Who were the la- I had a little chuckle to myself when I read this Who were the last team to beat Celtic at Celtic Park in the league? We've not had a St Mirren fan on in about six weeks on Beat the Pundit Bang Straight in St Mirren was it? In January 2021 yeah. So yeah You got it yeah, right. It was a while ago It's hard to remember Bad start uh, Former Rangers players Averladze And Kishnashvili Are Georgian Equaliser Simon out. Donnelly Dug it out uh, Hugh You're a man of Impeccable fashion taste Does that extend To knowing who supplies The kits for Motherwell Ross County St Johnston And Dundee United Is it Hull? It's Macron Oh They're both quite Close. I thought in the right mm. neck He went Hummel You went Joma uh, Macron So none of you got that Stephen McGinn Man of many clubs Now plays for Falkirk oh, Should have been delighted With his brother's work In the last couple of weeks um, But it's Falkirk So none of you that one, no. Didn't So it's one all at this oh, point Now I said don't get a 1-0 <laughs> And I thought you were You were taking it <laughs> Quite literally um, A sneaky one this what is one it One each Yeah Which country does Ryan Gold's club Play their home games in Very sneaky Stuart Because it might be the MLS But it is Canada It's Vancouver Simon Donnelly gets it And he nicks it With a last minute winner Because Stuart couldn't get the last one Which was Aberdeen's record transfer sale We just Uh, spoke about him earlier No Calvin Ramsey It was So I'm afraid Stuart The sneaky question The Canada one has done you And it's a 2-1 win for Simon Donnelly Hard lines Well played. Unlucky, Stuart. Well done, Stuart and Linwood. Thank you. Beat the pundit back same time tomorrow. You two are like the masters of the the ugly win. 
Yeah. The, the Grinders. Cliff Thorburn of the. I'm not sure what to make of that pundit. nickname. Scruffy United, don't let me. Scruffy United. 1 0 for you last a win week. Is a win. 2 Correct. 1 for you tonight. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> We had entertainment galore with Kenny Miller uh, on the other night. It was a four-all straight to the tie, but you two just like to grind it out. I thought they were quite tough tonight. There was something... Mm, well. mm. I just get Georgia at the last minute as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few tricky ones in there. Um, but well done, Simon. It's another yep. win on the on the board. So the three points, the sign ball, the bragging rights, they all remain here uh, for tonight. 01419511025 or Twitter... At Clyde SSB Let's bring in Mark and Mary Hill What's your point Mark? Hi good evening gentlemen How are we doing? Yeah good Mark How are you? Ah very well very well Every time I phone in I keep meaning to say um, By the way I am the real Mark Wilson What's your name Mark Wilson? <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> Would the real Mark Wilson Please stand up And he has So we, so we, have we got the fake one? Uh, definitely Are you older? Definitely. Are you older than him? Oh, I am, unfortunately, yeah. What about his behaviour today, Hugh? Have you seen this? Filming people having road rage yeah. and posting it on his social media. Who will? He's filmed two guys having a full-on stand-up ding-dong in the middle of the road. I've not seen it. Honestly, needs to get, needs, needs to get out more, <laughs> this guy. Anyway, to the real Mark Wilson, what's your point tonight? Well, I was, I was on last week. Um, you remember me when I mentioned uh, about uh, being we rather than them, or I was <laughs> waiting patiently for tonight's show thinking it was just going to be two hours of positivity, um, playing a couple of songs of Yes, uh, We Can Boogie. And I'm just hearing comments like, I'll oh, go back to July. People were had the fingers on the button and, again, doom and gloom. And considering that's been the, the most, the, the best international break that Scotland had, has had for a long, long time, I, I just really wish Tonight's show would have been full of the cheer and the joy of what we just witnessed over the last. I week. think it's been quite positive over the piece. Uh, Mark, I think Mark's got it in for you yeah, in particular because yeah. you were you were in his crosshairs last yeah. week because you weren't calling Scotland us and we, Mark's, and you're the one that said go back to June. Yeah, Mark's uh, victim syndrome. Uh, you know, I've started the intro to the program. I've blasted it out about Scotland. The, the most experienced player rose to the occasion. The least experienced player rose to the occasion. We peaked three times in quick succession. We scored five because he did one. We overcame illness, injury, suspension. We discovered that we have strength and depth. Here we have a set of circumstances where there is no downside. Even I can't find one. And I finish by saying Stevie Clark is the top banana. Mark, away and have a think about it. Mark, that's the most positive I've ever heard him. I don't know what you're looking for. I was actually ex- expecting a but at the end of it, because <laughs> but, uh, but you didn't get one. But you didn't get one. So you can take your criticism, and you can take it to the place where the sun don't shine. Oh, now who's feeling the victim? <laughs> <laughs> right, come on then. Don't don't waste your don't waste your five minutes of fame, Mark, complaining about people not being positive enough. Just you be positive, and then that does the job. What what pleased you the most? Outstanding I got to a wee stage last night Where I'm thinking to myself Come on Scotland Don't get to the final hurdle And do what we kind of usually do But the way Like I said last week The way we've been gearing up to play Something special has been coming And I'm kind of gutted The international break Has to end And we're needing to wait now Till the best part of next year Before we get competitive games again I really wish this This little spell could just keep going And going and going Because I really think It could have took us somewhere um, last night some of the players Young Aaron Hickey oh, I, I don't know where that came from For the first 20 minutes He got kicked about the park 
and then he still managed to pull a performance like that out. Um, the pastor in Spain, I mean, and it was obviously made him grow a bit taller because I didn't think the young boy was that, that big. But players stepped up to the plate last night. So what's happening in behind the scenes is getting the entire squad, not just picking a best 11 and focusing on them. It's the full entire squad behind the scenes that's, they've just pulled it out of the bag and I'm absolutely blown away that this is the way Scotland's playing now and if we can keep that up going forward over the next good few years with the, the young talent we have got I, I can see more tournaments we've been out of tournaments for, for far too long and yeah granted that's been a reason why it has been a little bit doom and gloom up until now um, always failing at the last hurdle but if we keep going like this in the next year or two uh, I, I think Scotland and its fans are going to be travelling over the world to, to to some quality tournaments. Yeah, I, I understand the climate here, Hugh, having done this show quite a few times. Some people will be shouting at the radio and saying, speak for yourself, Mark, I'm delighted yeah. the international break's over. Roll on the real stuff, roll on the domestic stuff. And that's absolutely fine. But see, even the fact that Mark, see, even if Mark is alone, uh-huh. I think that speaks for itself because you would not have heard a single person anywhere in some of the years gone by not one who would say I wouldn't mind if this international break lasted a bit longer I'm sure Mark's not alone but even if he is that to me still seems like a step forward from the feeling towards these types of breaks in the past there's a bigger feel good factor about Scotland now uh, than there has been for quite some time the size of the crowds we get you know the, the, the full house for the Republic of Ireland game uh, it's all terrific However Football's a multi-layered business now And people can't wait For the return of the SPFL They want to see how Rangers are going at Tynecastle How Celtic bounce back From the defeat uh, Against St Mirren And Let's not forget That part of Our national pride Concerns Celtic and Rangers Being in the group stages Of the Champions mm-hmm. League Celtic With RB Leipzig At Celtic Park Next midweek And the Rangers of course At Anfield For the first time ever To play Liverpool In the Champions League So it's a multi-layered business And there is so much excitement To come Domestically Champions League And further down the road International football Yeah I mean Simon on that Even on that level That Hugh mentions um, when, When people talk about The feel good factor growing that doesn't mean they're trying to say that it's grabbed everyone. No. But the growth is quite obvious. And, and the Nations League's probably helped. You come round to these games, in another year in the past, this could have been a meaningless friendly. But instead, you've got these Nations League games and you're selling out Hamden. Yeah. A couple, I, a couple of times. Yeah, I heard, I heard you guys touching on this last night, actually when I was in the car. And I think I said last week that I wasn't overly excited with the, the three games coming up. But I also backed it up by saying... By the second half when I'm home, I'll probably be jumping about with the rest of the Tatt Army, which I was, because we were brilliant in that second half. The Nations League is something that has captured the imagination. It's gave us a route to our finals. It could give us another route to the next one. Uh, I thoroughly hope so. I promise my boys will take them to Germany. We missed out in Qatar, unfortunately. But as Mark says there, I think this group will take us to at least one more finals. Mm. Hope you're right Thank you very much to Mark's definitely got it in for Hugh But I'm all for that Quite frankly 01419511 What's his address? Uh, <laughs> rounder 1025 uh, And we are on Twitter uh, As well at Clyde SSB I will give you a 
Full time teaser In the not too distant future as well Let me tell you about this though Full of exciting information for you tonight Super Scoreboard European Football Coverage With MoyerAndSweeney.com The top team for your defence Straight back to it As Hugh says The big games for the club teams Are going to come thick and fast And Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Are sponsors of European football coverage Are giving you the chance To win a 60 inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD TV What a way to watch The big games uh, That would be Now if you want to find out A bit more about Moyer and Sweeney Head to Clyde1.com But in general Or in short terms I should say A high quality representation For everyone in the country You can trust them To defend you From minor to the most Serious of matters I don't actually know If they do lost luggage Claims. I'll need to look into that one for you, Hugh. Should he take care of that uh, one? Go to Clyde1.com, find out more about them and enter for the chance to win the 60 inch TV. And it is all thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation sponsoring our European football coverage, such as Tuesday, back with another extended show from 6 until 11 pm when Rangers head to Anfield to take on Liverpool in the later kickoff. So, more of your calls and a full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Simon Donnelly are here. It's 0141-951-1025. And it's that time of the night where they uh, answer a full-time teaser together. It's a pretty easy uh, question, I think. On the back of John McGinn winning his 50th cap, can the guys name the other nine who've played for either Hibs or Hearts and won 50 or more caps for Scotland? Craig Gordon Yes 72 is it now um, One How many, how many? Caps? Um, 50 or more And they've played for Hibs or Hearts How many players are you looking for? Uh, nine apart from John McGinn And you've got Craig Gordon So another Craig eight Gordon. John uh, Robertson No um, Craig Levine No to both <sighs> Did you get Murdo there? Yeah, don't bother. Don't waste my time with that answer. He's not on it. Mm. Hips and hearts. the caps. Mm-hmm. Jim Layton. Yes, 91 caps for him, no less. Anyway, let's bring in Andy and Bears Den. I think you might be on about a guy that's just been mentioned, Andy. Eh, uh, possibly. I, I mean, I thought, because I'm listening on the, on the apps, there's a bit of a delay, so... Um, yeah, I was phoning up. It was my, my point was to sing the praises of Craig Gordon. Um... I think uh, I was listening to the show on and off, uh, like tuning in on and off, and I heard you uh, singing the praise of Porteous. But I think Craig Gordon kept us in it because, of course, one goal could have changed the whole thing. And he made he certainly made two big saves uh, at the beginning of the second half. Uh, I just think that there's something about Scotland always been producing amazing uh, goalkeepers. And I hope it continues, but it's uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's one of that one. Position that we've always been consistently strong at. I've got another a wee question for you. Yeah, let, let's know, it's a good point. I think we, we yeah. problem he's creating a little bit of a problem actually, Craig Gordon, <laughs> by being so good. No, hold on a minute. This is what the last caller meant when he said doom and gloom. Are no. you about to turn this into a problem? <laughs> no. If you just give me a second, David Marshall retired from international football. Uh, we have in Liam Kelly and uh, Robbie McCrory. And Xander Clark, we have good goalkeepers, but they are not of the exceptional quality that Craig Gordon possesses. Uh, long may he continue to play. He looks absolutely 100% fit and with no end in sight to an illustrious career. Uh, but after 
Craig Gordon at the moment we don't have an outstanding candidate to replace him enjoying while he's here though Grim Reaper here um, but Andy's talking about you know Craig Gordon uh, before even throw into the mix Simon he takes some time out over the last week for the birth of his child uh, then comes back <coughs> and, and puts in the performances think of the one on one save yep. uh, against Ireland late on when they caught us in the break think of some of those saves last night yes you too could have played in goals against Ukraine last week but in the last two games and pff, as we've just heard in the teaser he's up to 72 caps now brilliant fantastic and we have been blessed with good goalkeepers over recent times Craig Gordon is he, is he touched 40 yet is he, is he about to turn December 40? I think I mean the guy seems to get better and better uh, Hogmanay no less really not, yeah. obviously not going to go on forever so the wee concern there without being too negative is obviously who's going to fill those boots when 73 sorry when I think you went comes. up to last night so you're not shouting Grim Reaper at Simon Donnelly no I'm, I'm just I'm surprised that, that he's he's gone down that road again and he's on to praise the guy and you two are already putting the fear I'm, into us listen, about what comes I'm next. telling you that he's so good it creates a problem hmm. yeah he I mean the performances would speak for themselves wouldn't they it doesn't really matter what the backstory is but because it's been told so often but again it's a guy who was retired he was retired. done his career yep. was over and he then comes back and this is him at 39 and a half he's almost 40 it's the consistency is unbelievable it, it's brilliant it really is and it's, it's great for us to have we've spoke about it throughout the show that the, the youth or the inexperience of that back four last night but we had Craig Gordon behind them and when asked upon you know he came up trumps couple of saves you know he, re- he reads the guy going through opening his body up with the experience he reads him and, and he's there he's in the right position to, to, to save the shot because he makes that he makes that one look really easy doesn't he because of that makes it look easy but me as a striker coming in the way he opens his body he's, he's, he's been through that he's been over that mm-hmm. track many many times so the experience between his ears is he reads it and it looks simple then but it's because of the experience and the reading of the the shot uh, He's been, fantastic. he's been fantastic for Scotland his, And throughout his career His son is born And he plays an international match the same day yep. My son was born I went away to tell my pals And I forgot to tell my mother-in-law <laughs> What? I forgot to tell my mother-in-law That she'd had a grandchild? Yeah <laughs> You have no idea and how are you still here to tell <laughs> the tale? You have no idea the trouble it caused <laughs> It was in the days before mobile telephones. So you had to, hand, you had to personally go and deliver the message, essentially. Well, I, I, I think I, I should have phoned the house. Right. Can't remember if they had a house telephone or not. But anyway, I forgot to tell her. Oh. I've just got visions of like the the, the grandmother not known for like six weeks that she's got. This, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't quite that, or it felt that long for you. It was or, it was using the excuse of no mo- mobile phones there, as if yeah. he's well worked with them as well. I know. <laughs> the next time I went up the hospital for visiting, <gasps> <laughs> I'm amazed you're still here, uh, Andy. Have you got any goalkeepers in mind that are going to take his place and put these two at ease? Um, well, not at the moment. But I want to refute <laughs> uh, uh, Hugh's point or both their points. Uh, what I think, though, the, the the thing is with goalkeepers these days and the way that the game's changed um, with nutrition and the way the, the fitness is, is yeah. kept up, and I think that goalkeepers in this day and age can go on a lot longer than they could in the past. So there's still a bit of time. I, 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 agree, I agree with Andy there. Well, Buffon. I was just going to say that, that, uh, that uh, 
Like we might, McCrory might not be getting a chance just now in the, the Rangers squad, but once he maybe gets some first team football, if he gets manages to break through, you know, he maybe could be the replacement. But there's plenty of time there because look at yeah. uh, Alan McGregor. You know, he came on mm-hmm. uh, or he came in for McLaughlin and he pulled off two saves. I know the result wasn't great, but yeah. he pulled off two two penalty saves and still doesn't look like he's slowing down. Um, and I think the same with Craig Bonds. I think they've got they've got years in them. If they, they, you know, they look after themselves, I've still got a wee question for you. After you Go talk for it. that, because it's a question I ask everybody. All right, okay. So this is a question now. It's something that I've always asked people, like new people I work with, or anybody who meets into football, uh, and I always ask them. So, what would you rather see? Would you rather see Scotland win the World Cup, or your club team win the Champions League? I would like to know. I was wondering where that was going. Each, of, each of your opinions. You know, you don't need to say what your club team is. Mm. I know, I know who yours is. Andy in your market research most people go club surely yeah most people do and I, I've always been baffled by that personally because I'd, I'd say obviously Scotland winning the World Cup I would over, over Rangers winning the Champions League would you yeah hmm I'd Expl- I'd... Oh, sorry Hugh explain why I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this psychological experiment you've got going uh, well as much as I love uh, Rangers I'm like uh, I think that just that's, that's something that's like a group of people, right? You know, and, and it's all everybody's kind of you know grouped off with their own club. But it's just if Scotland won the World Cup, it brings everybody together. I know that it's uh, it's unlikely, right? It's not like it's. I mean, the way teams playing just now, I mean, who knows if we just keep getting better and better? But it's just one of these things that just brings everybody together, and I think that it's uh, it, it would be phenomenal, much better than than. But I think the feeling for me personally would be better than the feeling of, of Rangers winning the Champions League. My feeling is both are a fantasy. Oh, what a spoil sport, <laughs> honestly. Both are a fantasy. What a spoil sport. I have to represent the voice of realism here. They're both a fantasy. I don't think Andy was on to no. say they were likely. It's a bit of fun. Simon. I'm going to Scotland. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's for the same reasons as Andy. Yeah. And then is it. Are you talking as a fan now, or do you think you'd have felt the same as a player? Because you played for both. It's a good question. Mm. I think, listen, all my dreams came true. I, I, I made Celtic's first team. I played, had a decent career. I, I, I get capped for my country. But one of the huge, or most proudest moments out with my debut with Celtic was, was getting picked for my country. Mm. Because that recognition growing up, that's what every little boy wanted. Would you would you rather Scotland won the World Cup or Glasgow at the Eurovision Song Contest? <laughs> <laughs> that's different. Now, now we're talking. I like my music too. Um, I think Scott. I, I would Scotland. I was I was sitting in my my kids' allegiances are obviously Celtic after me playing there, and I was sitting last night, and my youngest, oh Ryan Jack's playing or whoever's playing. And I says, "Well, they've got the Scotland jersey on. You support your country. Mm-hmm. It's your country and." I think everything behind that. So I would, I would go. I'm feeling. With, um, I'm feeling. I'm uh, putting a dent in my thought process here, Hugh, because I'm. I, no, I'm still sticking to it. I'm certain that the vast majority of people go club. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. But Simon and, and Andy don't. Um, I mean, you're talking about what's unlikely. Andy's asking me the thought about Motherwell winning the Champions what, League. What's Andy's what, Andy? what is Andy's line of work? If that's the question he's asking these guys, his colleagues. Yeah. What do you do, Andy? I work for. I work for Sky. Oh, yeah, he's out and about asking everybody. Then he comes in, as in like you fit the fit the the dishes. Eh? 
like uh, we're really nosy are you in a call centre are you fitting the dishes are you a cameraman what, what's the call centre working from home I see there's loads of people see speaking to everybody see the call centre I can imagine Andy's walking towards his work colleagues and they're saying here comes that Andy guy he's going to pester us about the World Cup Andy's asking me the thought of mother winning the Champions League I mean seriously Hugh talks about unlikely what I will say uh-huh. if I can somehow Celtic fans out there will say they've already won it of a certain age of course it always feels like, it always feels like it's club first. Yeah. And I don't know what I don't know if it's because the games come around less often, so it all gets concentrated. I feel like I get more on edge or more emotionally invested watching a Scotland game than I do a Motherwell game. But that's not to say I care more. Uh-huh. I think it's just some sort of weird psychological phenomenon because it all you know all comes around and it all feels quite tense at once. So I've not answered Andy's there question at all. There are more Celtic and Rangers fans than any other kind in this country, and they are the only two who would have any remote chance of winning the Champions League. Do you think so? And they will always say the Celtic and Rangers fans will always say Champions League first. And Scotland next Apart from Andy and Simon You've not learned Not to speak on behalf of people Always Apart from those two Yeah and that, they, that Two against 150,000 <laughs> Oh so you think We happen to have stumbled Upon the, the only, only two, two. What, yes. would, what would the chances Of that be Well Andy look what you've started Seriously thank you If that's the right word Andy In Bears Den For uh, <laughs> getting it It's not a, Me sitting Trying to th- imagine What mother will win In the Champions League Would be like it's, it's just not how I saw my Wednesday night going No no, Quite frankly Don't that, think about it For too long you, Nah you, I know you, You'll give yourself a headache That taster of the qualifiers Against Panathinaikos A few years ago Was um there you go A bit of fun to the, Towards the end of the but show losing the Sligo Rovers Not going to put you off ah, At the start of the listen, season you Forget about these things These things happen don't they um, Why not send us a wee tweet Between now and the end of the show Right I'm not, It's not the type of thing I, I have any desire to spend A full show arguing over Good one for Saturday But since we've got 20 minutes left Send me a tweet Is there anyone else out there That's backing up Andy and Simon And said they'd rather Scotland win the World Cup Than their team uh, Winning The Champions League there we go. Um, 01419511025. Uh, we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. The, the thing about this um, achievement, it's not the World Cup, sadly. It's not even guaranteed for a major tournament. Is there one of the three prizes that you like the most, Simon, out of what out Scotland of what have done? So we've got promoted to <coughs> League A. We've yep. got the glamour. We're going to be mixing it with Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, yep. etc. in the next Nations League. The second one is when we go into our traditional qualification campaign. You know, before all that confusing Nations League stuff came around, the one that we're used to, we're going to have a, a better seeding. We're going to be seeded second. Yeah. So those days of drawing France and Italy And knowing that you're never getting through Or drawing Poland and Germany and Ireland And feeling that it's really tough Those days hopefully are gone And it should be a more favourable draw And the third prize We are straight in the playoffs already No matter what happens in that campaign We're in the playoffs for the Euros You're asking me to pick one of them I I think the combination of the three All good Well we're going to be playing against You've rhymed it off Italy, Spain, the Netherlands I think Especially the young players there Playing against better opposition They're going to be more experienced More ready for the qualification mm-hmm. Next time round We're in pot two So we avoid the likes of A France Or an England Or the other teams in that group That's a positive as well And the playoff is insurance So I think we can now go And you know have a right good go At, the, at the going through 
the normal process. But you've got that insurance of the. So I think it's a win-win for the three of them. I feel like the, the playoffs got to be massive though, Hugh, because oh. look, the, the glamour's great and good to play them, and then the seeding, you know, it, it's good, but th- that still then it's about giving you a chance, and it, 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 still different ways that that could play out. But to have that absolute certainty that you are in the playoffs, and again through the lens of a generation that didn't even get to playoffs, yeah. you know, we wouldn't even get that far. So to now have a third one locked in. That must be a huge boost. Yeah, it's like when Celtic won the league and automatically went into the Champions League group <laughs> stages, yeah. it takes away all that grief or potential <clears throat> grief before you even get there. Um, yeah, well, it's a nice position to be in. Um, Bruni. Sorry? Bruni. What about him? Played for him. All oh, right. Got over 50 caps. Ah, yes, absolutely. So the teaser tonight, and it's all sort of John McGinn inspired, if you like. So he won his 50th cap the other night. Can the guys name the other nine who've played for Hibs or Hearts? And won 50 caps or more They've got Jim Layton Way out in front on 91 They've got Craig Gordon Might overtake him On 72 He's got a bit of work to do yet mm-hmm. uh, And you've added Scott Brown 55 caps Struggling Jim Layton's fairly far uh, back are, are there more than Jim Layton back in the day? No No, no. Uh, Yeah sorry one Sorry One I would say Yep um, John Brownlee No Simon anymore uh, Kenny Miller You're in deep trouble If you oh, didn't get that one no. Hugh Keevan Seriously Your pal In here 69 caps for Kenny Miller So four What you got Four down Five to get Yeah There is One That's bang smacking your My era Your Scotland era Your Hibbs era He might even have been a John Collins Yeah there we go 58 caps for John Collins Okay four to get uh, And we will uh, Get them next Just a quick one to run by you Before we do move on See if you can't get enough of these guys You can't get enough of Scottish football Because I know there's a lot to offer uh, Make sure you check out The new podcast From the guys in here The big Scottish football podcast uh, With Cole Robert It's Stephen Mill And Ewan Cameron uh, basically bringing you an SPFL review every Monday uh, Various features and fun and games And of course a bit of nonsense thrown in there uh, as well Special guests already been on They've even roped in Celtic's own Mark Wilson They've had like, you know, broadcasters, Ailey Barber Former players, Richard Foster uh, There's a lot on there already So available to download every week on all your usual podcast platforms And that is the Big Scottish Football Podcast Brought to you by Cole Robert Who are the diamond cut alloy specialists We'll take more of your calls if we can next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right, we're on the home straight with Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly It's 0141-951-1025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, you can get your thoughts in By the way, do you know It's already igniting over oh. there About the previous caller Who just dropped that bombshell uh, About whether you would rather Scotland win the World Cup uh, Or your team uh, wins the Champions League And actually a, a couple of Celtic fans coming at it Stephen Roy uh, and Del Boy saying I'm not selfish My club have already won the yeah. big cup So I'd go for Scotland yeah. Winning the World Cup <laughs> uh, But Chris Watson uh, <laughs> is on there as well And Chris says It's the World Cup 100% uh, Hoggy Boy says Celtic for the Champions League all day uh, for me. So a bit of a split, but certainly more on the the Scotland World Cup front than uh, and I think you or maybe even I as well anticipated you. Um, your teaser tonight on the back of John McGinn winning his 50th cap. Can the guys name the nine other players who've played for Hibs or Hearts and won 50 or more caps for Scotland? You're doing okay. You've got Jim Layton, Craig Gordon, 
Kenny Miller, John Collins, Scott Brown. Stephen Presley. No. Neil McCann. No. In fifties, a fair thing. Oh. I've got. That's what I'm not convinced. Gary Naismith. Not Gary. Stephen oh, Naismith. Stephen Naismith. Fifty-one. Oh, yes. Got there. He got there. Ah. One, two, three more to get. get. Yeah. And of recent times. Uh, relatively. <laughs> Yeah, two are after you, sorry to say <laughs> And uh, one would be before you Two after me mm-hmm. So two are in that Very much, you know, it's kind of Kenny Miller, Scott <clears throat> Brown, Stephen Naismith-ish era I mean, obviously they spanned a fair uh-huh. whack Because yeah. they, they've got that many caps Coldwell Yes, well done, 55 for him as well uh, Alright, two to get then We'll get them before the end of the show, I'm sure. Uh, the sort of gentle transition, Hugh, from international football back to league football, for me always revolves around which players come back fit yeah. from international football. It's the ultimate blurred line you know, between the two. Uh, and I think already maybe the Celtic fans would be a bit twitchier than some because I think... The Greece manager, uh, Gus Poyet, saying he doesn't think Georgios Jakimakis uh, will be fit to play. Uh, I think Sir Haksabanovic came off after just 32 minutes of Montenegro's win, uh, defeat, sorry, against Finland. Uh, Dyson Maeda was substituted at halftime in Friday's game against USA and then didn't make the squad yesterday against Ecuador. So... Already Cameron Carter-Vickers had issues before. I, I, I don't think Maeda... Haksabanovic or Giacomakis would have started against Motherwell anyway. Uh, but Ange Postacoglu may have to get the thinking cap on. He needs the team to bounce back from what was a shabby display uh, against St Mirren. They have home advantage. There'll be the 60,000 people there to welcome them back. In all probability, they will start the game at three o'clock, no longer top of the league, because I believe that Rangers will go and win at Tynecastle. Uh, so he's got a lot of thinking to do, but you know it, it's a disappointment for Celtic and for Ange Postecoglou in particular to lose Haksabanovic, Maeda, and Giacomakis. But I do think the team would not have contained any of them to begin with. Um, yeah, I mean perhaps Simon, but then that's you still rather have them than not. Yeah. And if you know, it's, it's not an ideal, like we said, for for those people out there. Who aren't that bothered by what's gone on in the last weekend Or just been hoping that everyone comes back fit That doesn't look like it's going to be the case from a Celtic perspective No it's not ideal And I think just going back on that flat performance 11-12 uh, days ago or whatever it was They had a good bill of health out with the likes of Carter Vickers I think Juranovic They were the two that would normally play Were left out They shuffled the pack a wee bit so This is a big game It is a big game Uh as is the game at Tynecastle for Rangers. But yeah, it's not looking, you know, over the next day or so. Captain Vickers is the problem, Simon, I think, because it, he, he was sorely missed against well, St Mirren. Well, you look, at the, you look at the replacement, or the guys that are going to play at the top end of the... Kyogo, I think, came off at half-time yesterday. Yeah. Jota has rested. Uh-huh. Abada was away. Uh, they would probably play. Haksabanovic, maybe, I think his was a knock. You know when you came off So sometimes if it's a knock You can shrug that off uh, But yeah it's, it's not know, ideal it's We not don't ideal. know Starfelt's uh, state of preparedness Carter Vickers is by all accounts still a doubt uh, Celtic 
and Rangers you have to see in the context of a double header Celtic at home to Motherwell then away to RB Leipzig Rangers away to Hearts then away to Liverpool uh, so big times coming up yeah uh, yeah I mean and I guess those are the ones that have been high profile the rest of the clubs whether it's Rangers or anyone else will will just be playing that, that waiting game as well Simon because it's not always as obvious these ones are obvious because either managers have spoken out about them yeah. or players have been substituted I think Kyogo I don't think it was an injury I think well, he got taken off at half time half time yeah uh, uh, for Japan as well I think the likes of Hatati was on the bench he never got on yeah so th- these are things that you know it comes with the territory of playing international football on one hand you're happy that they've been selected and they're doing well and they're away playing for their countries, but you know that's that's the downside that injuries can happen. Callum McGregor, arguably Celtic's biggest player, has played in the three games. Am I right? They played yep. every game, mm-hmm. so just used to that, isn't he? Naturally fit. The, the Japanese boys also have incredible distances to travel. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, too bad. That's what happens. International football. Uh, you know Nathan Patterson I'm sure Frank Lampard Is really Feeling it That he'll be out For five weeks Etc etc And Sportacoglu And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Just have to get on with it The way Steve Clark did um, We'll dive right into This stuff tomorrow But what a way To come back to the Premiership You hearts against Rangers At Tynecastle Always one of the Standout fixtures Then you add into that The backdrop of Before the break Rangers were getting some amount of stick on these phone lines. You and from, I, you and I stood a, here the day of the Dundee United game, I, and I wrote down each word: the dross, the drivel, the dog meat. Every word beginning with a D, uh, and fans talking about their fellow fans leaving the ground fifteen minutes before the end of the game because they were so disappointed with Rangers' display. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst needs them to hit the ground running, and the incentive is that because of kick-off times, they can go top of the league if they win at Tynecastle, albeit for a couple of hours. Um, yeah, it's going to be a cracker, that one, Simon, isn't it? As they all are, but in yep. particular, it's just some way to come back to the domestic stuff. It is, and as, as you says, there's the incentive for the likes of Rangers, you know, to go and... Because you're right, a few weeks ago, I think everybody took it that Celtic were going to go to St Merlin and win that game. The week before when the games get cancelled, you know, was on the back of a bad run results-wise for, for Rangers. But that's football. That's how quickly it can turn. There's now a two-point gap again. And I think Rangers fans will probably be happier with that than Celtic fans. Celtic will still argue that we're sitting top of the pile, but it could have been a bigger gap. So these are two big games at the weekend. Uh, right, let's finish off this teaser then. You're looking for two more players who've played for Hibs or Hearts and have more 50 or more Caps for Scotland This is sort of um, In honour of John McGinn If you like It's nine others So Jim Layton Craig Gordon Kenny Miller John Collins Scott Brown Gary Caldwell Stephen Naismith One One current And one No not so much No not current well, Just after, after you After me What was your debut? The, uh, the year Not the team For Scotland No It's felt like this guy Probably Played right up until Position. His Give age position. was the same number as these caps that he's got. Davy Weir. Yes. Oh. Davy Weir. Right, and the one Played going Weir. back a bit. You were on the right lines with Jim Layton. Davy Weir made his Scotland debut same. Oh, did he? Game as there we go. Jim Layton. Hibbs. Goalie. Scotland. This is the one we are going back a bit. Alan Ruff. <laughs> Alan Ruff. 53 caps.
Ruffy. And some World Cups to boot. There we are. Thank you, Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans. But the biggest thanks, as always, goes to you. So many calls and tweets tonight. We appreciate it. And I know there's lots of you out there just listening quietly uh, and calling us all sorts as well. We even appreciate that. So thank you very much. We are back tomorrow with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson from Six. With a view ahead to the domestic football returning, Callum Gallagher is up next.